Hey all, welcome to the Unqualified But Qualified podcast, or the UBQ, where you can listen to get a dose of inspiration to help you find your purpose and live out your big dreams with Jesus Christ. I'm Stacey Walker, a mom, a jingle writer, and a Christian with a passion for helping other women and writing and singing music for the Lord. I'll be singing to you and walking alongside you as we ask Jesus to prepare us to do the big things He's calling us to do. He doesn't disqualify you, sister, so don't you disqualify yourself. Let's go. You sent singers into battle and tax collectors to spread the news. That woman at the well, well, she's alright by you. They weren't too far gone for your life to get through. If you can use them for good, you can use me too. It's through your grace. I'm alive, I'm alive. So use me, Lord, though I'm unqualified. Okay, hey everybody. I'm super excited to have my friend Amanda Varga on the podcast today. Um, she is one of those Christians that just radiates joy. You want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> She's like overflowing with the love of God, super amazing energy, and just attracts people to her. Um, she loves Jesus, and we just... People just want to be around her. I love that about her. I met her um, this summer. She was uh, on summer break from college, and she was uh, leading up the entire VBS program at a local church. And I got to go and volunteer and bring my kids who fell in love with her, and I got to work under her. It was so fun. We had a great time. And today we're going to be talking about joy and how to get that kind of joy um, that some people have um, who have Jesus in their heart and that kind of energy. So um, just starting to get to know you, uh, I just wanted to ask you where you grew up and what you're doing now. Oh, so I grew up in the small uh, city of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and it's so small that you literally know everybody in your city there. And I was but, telling Amanda that, of course she did, because I'm from L.A. County, and people just aren't this nice. <laughs> <Men's>, <laughs> you have to be from a small town in Pennsylvania to be this sweet, but go ahead. Oh, man. it's It was such a small town, but it honestly formed me to the person I am today. And now I go to Liberty University, and I'm studying exercise science, sports medicine area. Okay. But I actually don't want to go into that. So. You don't want to go into the sports medicine. No. Just just killing time there. Just killing time there. <laughs> no. I just was praying a lot about my future there, and I didn't realize, like, I didn't love my major. I wasn't really interested in it. And then figuring out, like, free, like freaking out, kind of wondering, God, like, where am I going to end up in my future? Because I feel like I'm not going to be successful in my field. Mm. And he just opened up the door to event planning to me. So, like, corporate event planning or, like... Uh, nonprofit event planning. So, and you now, did such a good job with oh, the the kids thing. Thanks. It was all like she had to plan all the events. She had to do it was logos, it was t-shirts, it was the events for the kids each day. We had so much fun. There were activities, there were challenges, <laughs> and there's a lot of Jesus. So it was so good. And we brought in the worship and the music, and it was perfect. So you're at Liberty, and you were mm-hmm. telling me something really cool about it. I didn't know it was the biggest Christian college. 
in the country. In the country. And I also didn't know what you were telling me that's very unique about it, going to college there. Oh, so every Wednesday and Friday, we have this thing. It's called Convocation. And it's a big worship service. And then people from all over come and speak. So we've had people like Sadie Robertson come and speak. We've had had from Sadie Robertson to Ron DeSantis come speak for us. We had like... Big names. Yes, big names. Jonathan Pecluda, if um, you're aware from Texas, he is part of the porch. Uh, or no, he doesn't go to the porch anymore, but he, I think so. Okay. What is a porch? My mom it's, it's a big church there Okay, and it's an amazing in, okay. church. And so we had Maddie Prue and her now husband speak at Liberty. And then we had just so many people there. That so is many cool. wise people. Bob Goff, Bob Goff came and spoke. He's an amazing author. Um, I think that's very unique and very special. And probably it's part of what's forming you to have yeah. all this energy for Jesus. But I did want to ask you. Um, you seem to have it. You have this, but this this glow about you, and this Aww. you bring it. You bring the happiness, the joy, the energy. Have you always been like that, or is it something that you found later in life? I and later in life, she's like twelve years old. You know what I mean? <laughs> I so growing up, um, I'll kind of let you know a little bit about me, like growing up. And so my mom, whenever she was actually pregnant with me, I had a twin. And it passed away in the womb, and she had a full-on miscarriage. Oh, my gosh. And my mom was going in for a mammogram um, the next day or I think the next week or something because she just didn't feel right. And she was praying to the Lord, and she's like, Lord, like, I only have one kid, which is my older brother. She's like, if, if like, you would so bless me with another kid, like, I would so love it because she was 40 oh at the time gosh. she had me. And... And so she was just crying, and I just remember her telling me this story, and she called up my dad saying, hey, can you grab me a pregnancy test before I get into my mammogram? And he's like, honey, like, you're not pregnant, but he... Because she had the miscarriage. Right. And he was like, you're not pregnant, but of course I'll get you one. And so um, he went and got her one. She took the test, said she was pregnant. And she called the mammogram people, and she was like, like no, I can't have hey, guys. Yeah, yeah, she was like, hey, guys, like, I'm pregnant. I figured out why I'm in pain. So you're like this miracle baby from the start. Yeah, and that she... Is so wonderful. She was like, oh, my goodness, like, she's going to be joy. And that's... And she said, this is my joy right now. Aww. And so from the beginning of, like, life, she said, this is my joy. Aww. And I think, like... Ever since then, like growing up, I've always been a pretty happy person. Like, not to say like I didn't go through like the anxiety and like the depression side of things, but like the high school, yeah, like days. just going through that yeah. and like girls could be so mean, yeah. And even in Pennsylvania, even in Pennsylvania, <laughs> oh, it was so bad. <laughs> and like, two of them. Uh, yeah, it was just crazy. But I grew up, um, and I didn't really put faith first. And so I started finding my joy in temporary things. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't everlasting joy. It was kind of like just quick spurts of joy. So growing up playing ice hockey for um, really competitively, I like national that you team. Do that. Oh, that thanks. So cool. <laughs> um, I don't know many girls who do that. So I know you got, that's why you went to Liberty. Liberty. So for ice hockey. Yeah, I wasn't going to go there. Um, anywhere else like I was just gonna go there and just because of ice hockey I didn't really factor Jesus into it yeah because that was my full identity was ice hockey okay and um going through that it was like hockey over Jesus and that's not the way to live life and I've like 
now figured that out, but it took me a while. Gosh, and- yeah, you're really late, late to the game here. <laughs> Not like us 30 somethings who are just figuring out. <laughs> No, I'm so happy that you, that you, I love, I love hearing about young people who are, are getting this so early and all you can do is, you know, if you are older and you've gotten it later in your life, Mm -hmm. just make sure your kids understand it earlier and get them into those rhythms earlier or do all you can. You can only take them so far and then God will take them the rest away. But Mm -hmm. I just love when younger people are on fire for Jesus because they have just this limitlessness they they're starting early you can form your marriage right you can form your i mean we never know exactly what's going to happen what is going to be thrown at us but it's such a good foundation right and like growing up like i've always heard in hockey from being playing at such a high level like you're not good enough Mm -hmm. so that would always wear on me like coaches saying that over and over players saying that over and over family saying that like you're not good enough you need to be better this time to get to that next level or whatever to be competitive enough to make it a profession was it ever on the table um a lot of my friends and family were like you should go to the olympics and you know i was on the right path to do that and i played on the national team and played all around the country, but I just started feeling like empty kind of like hockey wasn't my stress reliever. It was my stress giver. And so playing at Liberty, you know, I went to Liberty. I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm not going to go to some Jesus school. Like me, like at 17 years old, I'm like, I don't want to go. I want to go and have fun at a school and, and like go out with my friends and stuff like that. And I didn't realize the weight of Jesus Christ and like what he did for me and what he did for everybody. It's like insane, like knowing that now, but back then I'm like, no, I just want to go have fun and go do whatever and like figure out life my own way, like get away from my parents and do my own thing. And, and I was like, thinking now like that is so stupid <laughs> no no you're yeah. so young everybody goes through I think almost everybody goes through a, a, a period where they veer off for a little bit mm-hmm. and it's in, so interesting to me because some people it's sex drugs and rock and roll that mm. they that they find their identity in when they're young right they do right. all those things you were finding your identity in sports and mm-hmm. athletics and trying to achieve and going down that road mm-hmm. um and and we're, we're finding that it was empty but so it sounds to me like you've always had kind of uh, some natural energy that's because <laughs> you were just born. You're kind of a gift from God, and God was probably gifting your mom for being so um, loyal and and such a like loyal and faithful servant to mm-hmm. Him when He saved you from the miscarriage. That's mm-hmm. like a miracle. Um, but we were talking about you. You mentioned you said not that I never had those dark times, not that I never went to any dark places. Mm-hmm. So I want to know from somebody who's naturally energetic and upbeat, what do you do to get yourself out of dark places? What do you do to get yourself back? Um, first of all, my first question would be, when you go to a dark place, where where do you go and how do you get yourself out of it and what are the things you use? And the second question would be, what if it's not a dark place? What if it's just a slump? What mm-hmm. if you're just in one of those sapping energy times in your life where you just don't feel like going to create your own um, events company right Mm -hmm. now. You know, you just don't have the gusto for it. So those two questions I'd be interested. Yeah. Um, Going into like the dark places and dark times, like I feel like everybody goes through that and I have to remind myself that I'm not alone and that I'm not the only one going through a really hard time. And just like realizing that 
God is so much greater than my weaknesses and like playing hockey and resulting back to that. So before I was, I would always say I grew up as a believer of Christ, but I didn't have a relationship with Christ. Like I believed that he was real. Yeah. Sometimes I'd question it. I'd be like, God, are you, if you're real, like move this pencil on my desk right now. Like <laughs> that it. was me, like prove it right now. And it just would never move. And I'm like, hello. Oh, well, that, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that. are you listening? But just knowing like, God was holding my hand through every decision I've ever made, and I didn't know it back then. And now you can see that. And now I can see it, and I can see, like, the weight of sin, and I can see how people speak in conversations, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never realized how bad it was. I never realized how bad the world was, because... I was the type of person to always put on rose-colored glasses and be like, everything's fine, everything's good, like, but... Going back to dark places, like, I have been to, like, really, really dark places in high school, but now, like, to get myself out of it, I didn't want to rely on worldly pleasures because the worldly pleasures of going out with my friends, going partying, like, at the end of the night, I come home, right. Like, looking beautiful, having the guys get your number. flock over you. Like, I would look at my Instagram because Instagram is the worst. (laughs) I'll say that right now. TikTok and Instagram. Want to have joy? Is that you have joy? Get rid of your Get social media. Your, I mean, I'm kind of a hypocrite right now because I do have Instagram, but I do delete it from time to time. You limit it. I just, yep. I can't keep looking on social media because yeah. it's awful right well, now. That is such a good, that's amazing <clears throat> advice for, for everybody because mm-hmm. I, I have to agree that social media like causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of comparison, which yeah. is not biblical, a lot of... Um, yeah, feeling like we're not enough, feeling like we're not doing enough, but also just sapping hours that you can be doing things with God and for mm-hmm. God, holding his hand, getting to those adventures, getting to the bigger things he wants you to do. Mm-hmm. And it just saps our time. And we obviously get addicted to it and the brain gets addicted to it. And yeah. it's like, you're at a slot machine, like a a dingy, yeah, and like a gas slot station, machine on your like, phone all the time, right? Yeah, and it just makes you feel awful, and it just doesn't make you feel like you are Jesus's masterpiece. Yeah, and like I was, like when I was going through all these like hard times and like struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression, I was like, man, like. I am not a person to get depressed. Like, I was always thinking, like, it wouldn't be me. Like, I, I'm supposed to be the, the happy one of my friends joy. and the joy of yeah. my friends. And my mom would constantly remind me, like, you are the joy of my life. You are joy. That's kind of a hard bar, though, sometimes. Yeah. And, like, always feeling like sometimes growing up, like, you're not living up to your expectation. You're not living up to this. You're not good enough. Yeah. And that was, the like, the statement going through my brain all the time, mm-hmm. that you're not good enough. And so... Um, so I, you had a way you dealt with it before you got closer to Jesus mm-hmm. and a way that you dealt with it now. Yeah. So before Jesus, I would just try to numb the pain. Yeah. So like go out with my friends, go practice more and like try to get out of it, get my head out of the rut, you know, and prove you're better, prove that I'm better than what I, what people say I, yeah. I was. And so I was like always trying to you know, look the prettiest, like you were saying, like, and that I just felt so empty at the end of the day. I would try to post the prettiest selfie, the prettiest pictures and try to make myself look good when in fact, like I was going through the worst time. And so my, my mom would joke with me all the time. She's like the time sometimes when you have the fakest smile is the time that you're like going through the hardest moments Mm -hmm. of your life. 
And so that's so you I, look at your Instagram and you looked like you were doing the best and you had yeah. so on point and had it so together and those yeah. were actually the saddest times. The worst times. Yeah. And so like I would um just go through life like kind of just walking like just feeling like nothing was meaningful to me. So you got your joy kind of taken away from you for a while. Yeah. And then you found it again. Found was it. it going to this Christian college that reignited your pa- your it kind of started you from religion to relationship? Yes, 100% because growing up again like it was always hockey or life or anything above Jesus. Like not giving my talents or anything that I was gifted from the Lord to yeah. him. I was giving it all to myself, the pride, the ego. Yeah. You know, telling people that I'm better than I actually was. You know, oh, not, we all do it. Right, we all like want to put our our best foot forward, our best foot stuff first. Right, like I didn't want like my right hand to know what my left hand was doing in a way. <laughs> like I just didn't want people to know that I was struggling. Hmm. And so it was kind of internally where I would just internalize it and let it build up until it explodes. Yeah. And so when it exploded, I was like. I would, the thing that I would do before I found Jesus was cry in my bed at night (laughs) and just let it out and have those let out moments. Mm -hmm. But I'd find myself doing that so frequently. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, there has to be something better than this. So now like that I found Jesus and going through like the hard times, because once you surrender to Jesus's Lordship, it doesn't mean that your life is a complete straight path and that you're going to be all set and there's no hardships in life. It means like you're gonna go through the valleys and you're gonna go on the mountaintops and you're and it's gonna continuously just be like an insane ride with Jesus, but you have that hope in him. Yeah. And that hope that he's gonna like do everything good for his glory. Like I it feel, changes the way you look at the bad times. Yeah. And changes your perspective so you can have more joy in them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's how I found my joy was Going to Liberty, and not saying going to Liberty is everybody's answer, but yeah. like having a community that surrounded me with the Word of God, yeah, and not just something that was temporary, not the partying, not the boys, not focusing on hockey or anything. Which, even though I did go to Liberty solely for hockey, <laughs> I ended up quitting hockey at Liberty. Oh my gosh! Because that and took over my identity. That's yep. God takes away the things that become our idols. Yep. And or or we, we give them up if, we, if we're willing, and it, then we find something even better with him. So mm-hmm. that's really great advice. It sounds like you've gone from, from a lot more sadness, a lot more hopeless moments, mm-hmm. even though you're naturally upbeat and naturally have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. to walking a little bit above it all now that you have such a close relationship with Jesus. You can walk through those valleys, but yeah. still have the gratitude and still have the joy. Right. Right. And it's like, it's insane because I thought that I was too far gone for Jesus. Like I felt that in high school, like I'm a lost cause for Jesus. Jesus isn't going to want to help me. I've messed up too much. I've, you know, I'm not a good, what I thought, like, I'm not a good Christian. You know, I'm not the staple Christian who you see like on Instagram or yeah, you see portrayed doing in a church. stuff. Right. I thought that we were saved by works instead of grace. Yeah. So if I did, if I read my Bible and prayed and did all this stuff, like I felt like I had to do that in order to be saved instead of like 
you know, letting Jesus just work in my life and let it come naturally and actually naturally just thank Jesus for my life. Yeah. And so it honestly takes me like back, like talking about this in high school, like it's so crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm 17, you know, and just figuring out like you're that you're not too far gone for Jesus and Jesus will take you at your worst and he will also take you at your best. And, you know, I was a big overthinker. Like that was my, like my spear in my side. It was overthinking in the what ifs. Yeah. What if this happens? And then that happens. And then this happens. And And do you find yourself free from that now? So like a lot. Like the last time it was like grades. Like what if I get a bad grade? Right. You know, but it's not like the what ifs. What if he doesn't like me back and then I'm not cool at school anymore and all that type of stuff. It's like, you know, I don't care about the what ifs because even if something happens, God is still good. Oh, I love that. Preach it, girl. <laughs> that's so good because that's so true. And it's what we all need to learn at a younger age mm-hmm. to get more done with God and not, not to get more done to win points or to earn our way to heaven. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding as I get older, like I, I mentioned on a previous podcast that Jesus wants to go on these adventures with us and they're mm-hmm. exciting and it's kind of a thrill. Like you don't think Christianity is for adrenaline junkies, but it is because (laughs) if you're truly walking in the spirit day by day and you're like, Jesus, should I go here? And he's like, yes. And you're like, Oh, that's great. Should I say this to this person? And you hear a yes. Or like you hear, you need to talk to this person or call, or you need to go to this place. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a friend in our Bible study, a woman who like, she takes it to the next level with Jesus and yeah. she goes wherever she's called. Wow. And how she's going to pay for that is usually found out a week later when she's yeah. like, guess who funded this? Like the yeah. Lord came through and gave me $4,000 for this. To, wow. So she's just totally on fire. But it's exciting and there's excitement to be had. And not wow. just that, it's not the same mission trip for everybody. Right. It's right. like God places in, in your heart, which I've learned from previous podcasts from like the Jesus and Joe podcast told me this um, with Georgia Gust. Um, she was kind of saying like God sows in our hearts something specific for us. Mm-hmm. And when we find that, like when you found that, maybe you always thought hockey mm-hmm. was was what you were great at, but God's like, what I've sown in your heart is is for events. Yeah. And how can you use that for my kingdom? Right. How can you use your gifts as an event planner and now she she's only what like how old are you i'm 20 i'll be 21 she's next only month 20 years old and she's already <laughs> run a whole vacation bible school study like a whole vacation bible school for kids hmm. god's sown this this gift into her heart she's pairing up with him to go on these great adventures and as long as she keeps saying yes to jesus it's like there's no end to where that could lead, right. with like your dreams and stuff. Right. So um, I just wanted to see if you had any tips for girls um, who are listening um, to have that joyful energy with Christ and sustain it. How I fill my cup is community. I need a good, solid community, but that's not just the only way. Like, I need to make sure that I'm spending my time first and foremost with Jesus. Like, no matter if you're a read your Bible before the end of the night person or read your Bible first thing in the morning, like, I used to be read my Bible at night and I'm like, I'm kind of falling asleep. (laughs) So I started doing it like 
in the morning and I've noticed such a difference in my life, like such a difference in my outlook of the day. Like I love it. I just kind of just take things as they come instead of like... Getting so agitated. Wor- yeah. And yeah. like worrying about things like before they happen. What do you tell the girl who doesn't have a ton of time? Mm-hmm. Do you tell her about reading her Bible? What... Is it worth it to just go in there for like five minutes? It's so worth it because he's the creator of time and he knows like that we are busy, but we're not too busy for Jesus. And like, I've had to install that in my brain, like knowing that in college, like waking up for an 8 a.m. class and then I'm like, well, I have to get ready and shower. And I had practice at six in the morning. So I had to even wake up earlier whenever I was playing hockey at school, like, Jesus is always worth it, no matter what time of day it was. I remember, like, I was just, this is, like, once in my life, but, like, I was sleeping, and I just, like, was woken up by, like, such a scary thought, and I just felt, like, not, I didn't read my Bible that day. I just felt very uneasy the entire day, just, like, not knowing what was going to happen, and just felt really awful, and I just remember, like, waking up in the middle of the night and turning to um, Habakkuk the story about like endless hope and how he had his hope in Jesus Mm. and just talking about him, which if you guys feel hopeless and feel like you're going through the deep waters with Jesus or deep waters without Jesus in your life, like please turn to Habakkuk. It's an amazing book. Um, It really just got me through uh, one of my first breakups actually. And it was like hope where Jesus, like everybody says now, like, I hope this happens and I, and I hope this happens. It's like, Jesus is the hope. Yeah. Like he is the person who is the end all be all and say everything. Yes. And he is our hope. Yes. Like, and I feel like people don't understand how, like, like, oh, instead of, oh, I hope this happens. Like Jesus will provide. Hope in Jesus. Hope it's in a totally Jesus. different type of hope. Right. That's a great point. And like. So anyway, I wasn't even going to talk about Habakkuk, but that was just kind of put on my heart. Like I, there was, um, there's a devotional called hope in the dark and it's on the Bible app actually, but it was like, Lord, like I'll trust you in your faithfulness. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, you should put it in our notes. Yeah. I have, um, an excerpt from it. If you don't mind me reading, because God is trustworthy, there's no need to trust our worries. Lord, thank you so much that you are faithful even when we are not. We praise you because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Help us to remember your faithfulness. Help us to remember how much you care for us. Help us to overcome our worries and trusting you alone. In your precious name of Jesus, amen. That really set it in perspective for me. Like, God, like, help us to not trust our worries because he is so trustworthy. And that's a huge point. So we've, we've talked about um, getting in Christian community, getting in the word, even Mm -hmm. if it's just a little bit, even if you don't understand it, even if it's two verses, even if you flip it open randomly and say, Jesus, what do you want me to read today? And you read two verses and you don't Mm -hmm. know what they mean. There's it's the Bible's so powerful and it's weirdly, it sounds, I didn't used to know that. So Mm -hmm. it's a, that's, that's a new ish concept for me, how powerful the word is, even if you don't even understand it, reading it is powerful. Yeah. Getting off social media. That was another tip. Yes. I'm just kind of summarizing. Yes. And then um, your last tip that you just said was um, that anxiety is going to steal joy and um, fear and worry are going to steal joy. So the closer in relationship we get to Jesus, the more joy we have in every single season of our life and every single up and down, Mm -hmm. the closer you get 
and it takes time to get closer. You have to put in time with somebody to get close to them, to know them. You have to cut out an hour in your day. She does it in the morning now. And so many people have told me that's the way to start the day. And I do believe it, but I'm mm-hmm. very hard to get up in the morning. It's and I'm like, so snooze, hard. Snooze, yes. snooze, snooze, as long as I can. I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do mine time like with, with sunning. Mm-hmm. I like to sun and get some vitamin D, Yes. Um, 30 minutes of vitamin D and then do a, a devotional that mm-hmm. ties into the Bible so I can open up the Bible. And so these are all such good tips, and I'm so happy that you are on the podcast. Um, We have um, a Bible verse recommendation that Amanda actually is giving to us for today's episode. Yes, so it says, Do not be anxious, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food in the body, and is body more than the clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap or nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for his own state's trouble. And that is the verse I first That's read. That's life verse. And yeah, and it I was like... That. I love that so much. So it's so, so good to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited oh. and I love always hanging out with you and you're yeah. just a sweetheart. She has this maturity, but she's also has this lightheartedness. And I hope that some of her um, advice sinks in and that you guys yeah. take those tips and, and incorporate them into your life to get closer to Jesus, that relationship that we're, that will um, start to exude mm-hmm. more joy and more energy in you as you walk along with him. Um, the song that I wrote that is in relation to this podcast, um, I wrote it before this podcast, but it's called It Feels Like Joy, and I will um, put it in the podcast underneath yeah. underneath this episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you next time. Yes, yeah, see ya. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having yeah. me on. You're awesome. <laughs>